Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. It's interesting, it is interesting how the Spirit of God can influence every area of your life. Hallelujah. must pray for the spirit of holiness because when the spirit of holiness comes it will prevent you from entering into sin hallelujah you must pray for the spirit of holiness because he will prevent you from sometimes the reason why you go into sin is because you have not prayed for the spirit of holiness yeah. but if you have prayed for that spirit of holiness you will not have entered into sin and the, and the, spirit of, and the Holy Spirit can influence your the Holy Spirit, spirit can influence your your moral life. Hallelujah. And he will influence it. If only you ask for it. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, so let's pray for the spirit of holiness. Amen. Always ask for the Holy Spirit. Always, always ask for the Holy Spirit. He will teach you. Amen. Hallelujah. Beautiful. So you're all welcome to church. And it was a very powerful ministration. There are talents in the church that are hiding. But I, I thank God for my choir director. She's very good at speaking at people. Put your hands together for the choir director. <laughs> she has she has eyes to spot people. <laughs> So all those of you who are hiding, she's catching you one by one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm. She'll, she'll, she'll be catching you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. What a blessing. Now, this morning, I want to talk about, uh, for the next couple, I want to talk about honor relationships. I'm preaching. Honor relationships. Honor relationships. Honor or honor. Depends on where you come from. Or honor. Somebody said, honor. No, no, no. Uh, honor, honor. If you say honor, it's either a Gaman or a Jamaican. <laughs> Those great. The guys, both the guys and the Jamaicans, they say honor. They are related. They can't say honor. Hallelujah. But whatever it is, I'm talking about honor relationships. Hallelujah. Why am I talking about honor relationship? Because not every relationship needs to be honored. And some relationships need to be honored. But not every relationship. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray by the Spirit. He will guide us. And wh- why, why is it important to honor relationships? Because honor or honor gives life. To the relationship. 
If you want any relationship to have life, honor it. Hallelujah. So I'm talking about honor. Because not everything deserves to be honored. Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 13, verse 7. Romans 13, 7. Render therefore to all. You say, render therefore to all their dues. Okay? Render to everybody their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Do you hear the word? It says, tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom is due. Fear to whom fear. And honor to whom. So the, word, the Bible said to whom. It means it's not for everybody. Hallelujah. For example, on Thursday, we heard that the Queen of England is dead. The whole Queen of England. And, and, and rightfully so, rightfully so, in most countries of the world, the flag was lowered. Rightly so. Rightly so, because the Queen of England is dead. And rightfully so, because she is a person that needs to be honored. So most countries, including my country, they, order, they lower the flag. Even in New York, lower their flag. India, they lower the flag. Jamaica, they lower the flag. Honor. And I, but I don't think if Joe Biden dies, he will lower the flag in Jamaica. For what? He will lower it in America, but not in Jamaica. See, just, I was just thinking about that. Yes, she's on, rightfully so. She's the longest reigning monarch. In her reign, she, they rule half of the world. British Empire. School Britannia. Nobody has reigned longer than me as a king or a queen. Never in the history of the world. So, <laughs> whether you like it or not, you need to say, yes, ma'am. I'm talking about honor. I mean, I was very surprised that the, the Americans who fought against the monarchy, they're still Americans said, America, I'm told that the rebels left England to come to America because they didn't like the monarchy. They didn't like the, the monarchy. And yesterday, they like to honor. Because whether you like it or not, the thing is nice. So here the Bible is telling us, render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute. So tribute to whom tribute means taxes to. It means that not everybody that you need to pay tax to, but some people have to pay tax to. So tribute to whom tribute is due. That is why, that is why, whether you like it or not, so long as you live in this land, Uncle Sam will come for his tax. Tribute to whom tribute is due. It means that when you don't pay the tribute, it's a crime. Yeah. And because always come for their taxes. Whether you like it or not. You hear me? That's what taxes are. Somebody told me two things are setting. Two things are setting in America. Everybody will die. Everybody will pay taxes. They are constant. Yeah, that's what it is. Only that Another person also told me that 
tax evasion is a crime. But tithe, tax avoidance is being smart. You have not thought about it. I'm just saying something. They say tax evasion is a crime. But tax avoidance is being smart. And you, if you want to learn about tax avoidance, go and speak to Mr. Trump. He'll show you how to do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tribute to whom tribute is due. And then it says custom to whom custom is due. Custom to whom custom is due. Custom. You see, you see, this is the Bible. This is not anybody. So those of you that are, oh, oh I, I don't believe in the custom. No, custom to whom custom is due. No, I don't believe in this. Custom to whom custom is due. That is why, that is why you, and, and let me take my time here. That is why you cannot marry anybody without going to see the person's family. I'm preaching. You cannot marry anybody without going to see the person's family. Custom to whom custom is due. So you cannot miss someone's oh, uh, we, we went on vacation and we met in uh, uh, we met in Aruba and we got married. Come on! Custom! So, sisters, Christian sisters, don't, if anybody wants to marry, you must take their drinks to your father. This is America. Custom to whom and custom is you. Nobody, you see, nobody came from a tree. Somebody raised you up. There is a history behind you. So there must cost, the right thing must be done. I am preaching to you. The right thing must be done. I don't care. Look, and in every culture, there is a certain custom about marriage. And it must be done. It must be done. Yes. <laughs> One brother came to say, Rabbit, no, no, I mean, what they are demanding is too much. I won't do it. I say, brother, you can't say you won't do it too. <laughs> it's not as simple as I won't do it. It doesn't work that way. He was so angry. Hey, Reverend, I won't do it. I say, Relax. Okay? Because they were demanding a lot. So why? I said, look, relax. Don't say I won't do it. That's not the answer. Rather, let's get somebody to go and negotiate. But don't say I won't do it. Yes. So we got somebody to go, go we got somebody to go and negotiate. And negotiation works. So don't say that I won't do it. I won't do. I say you won't do. That's not the answer. I ain't doing it. No, you have to do it. Custom to whom custom is due. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why, even as a church, we recognize as a church. Okay, as a church, I'm telling you, the church is stand. As a church. We recognize marriages on three levels. Maybe let me talk about this more. Just in case you are thinking, you are thinking a little bit different. Can I, am I, should I say about this a little bit more? 
we, as a church, eh, as a church, when we say somebody is married, we recognize it at three levels. Before you can touch it, <laughs> that's what Jesus said. Okay. The first level is customary. You can, when you say you are married, every person will ask you, have you seen the family? There must be a family knowing. Whatever they are demanding. Okay. There must be the customary recognition. And then number two, there must be the legal. Legal. Marriage is a legal agreement. By legal, I mean you have fulfilled the legal requirements of the country. It's a contract. It means that they must, legal means they must be signing. Yeah. You see, without signing, there's really no marriage. <laughs> you see, Christian sisters, if he does not sign, there's no guarantee. <laughs> there's no guarantee at all. There's nothing on paper. Yeah. So there must be the leak. there must be a signing somewhere. It doesn't matter what, what you see, it doesn't matter which country, but there must be signed. Whether what is Jamaica, Nigeria, Ghana, USA, there must be a signing some paper. And then number three, there must be the spiritual component, which is the blessing. Because I tell you, marriage is a very difficult road. It's a very long road that you need the blessing of God. Now, the blessing is what we, what, most of us know about the blessing, the, the wedding. The, the, the. the most important thing is not the ceremony. Is the fact that it was blessed. So if you cannot afford a Cinderella wedding, you can still come to the office. I will bless it. It is still a marriage. Whether, whether it is 10,000 people or two people, so long as the anointed man of God is laying hands on you, it doesn't matter. It is a blessing. So take notes. It's the blessing. Bless it here or in my office. It is the same two hands. It is a blessing. Because that's where a lot of us get into trouble. You want to have a Cinderella where the move are not Cinderella. <laughs> hey, Reverend, I cannot preach. You are not Cinderella. Which part of you is Cinderella? Which part of this is Cinderella? If it's present, yes. I mean, what's what the part of Cinderella? So you plan the whole, you are so much enamored with the wedding that at the end of the day, you are in debt. And I can tell you, I can tell you, free of charge, young ladies, no matter how much a man loves you, if he touches a man's money, you get angry. <laughs> 
Most men, look. If you want to, you, you want to ruffle a man, touch his money, and you see. As you are sitting, you are sitting there quacking, it's your money. So no matter the love and everything, if at the end of the wedding, the guy is in debt, he's not a happy man. Let that just irritate him because you have put a man in debt. So, the blessing, the, the most important is the blessing. And personally, I have seen marriages that I've been a pastor for more than 20 something years. And I've done a lot of marriages. I have seen marriages that I bless in the office that are still very strong and performing. And they're in the church. And I've seen once do that, I want to have a massive wedding that says my divorce. In the church. But I'm not saying that if you can do Cinderella, don't. If you want Cinderella and you can afford it, do it. We will come. I'll be happy to come. You think I'll be annoyed if somebody says I rap? Come and eat wine and dine. I will come with my. I will come and wine and dine with you. <laughs> I mean, one of the weddings that I had in, in New York, I think they, they were getting married, and the father was a doctor, a rich doctor in New York. Oh, the father splashed the wedding. Yeah, that's my wife. And why didn't I, when you get when you get there, let's valet parking. You park your car, valet. <laughs> we went. The chilling. The menu. Oh. I said, may you marry again. <laughs> See, but in this case, it wasn't her money. The dad was loaded. And, and the dad was spreading all of us. Oh, we're happy. So, so what I'm saying that, but the important thing is that it is the blessing that is the most important thing. So, when it comes to the blessing, I'm talking about the church's stand. Whether you like it or not, I'm the Reverend here. Whether you like it or not, in Lighthouse, QFC, we don't believe in that. So, if you have not heard from the pulpit, I'm preaching to you, we do not believe in that at all. So when every Francisca is counseling and saying that, what are your finances? What, what, what? She's, she's talking about the church's policy. We don't believe in debt because the Bible said that the borrower is a servant to the lender. Anything that brings debt, be careful. So we we'll, we'll rather you come and marry in the, in the office more and be, not be in debt and enjoy than to have a big wedding that after that we are getting calls about credit card companies calling you. Anyway, why did I even get there? But I'm talking about <laughs> Hallelujah. Custom. Custom. Hallelujah. Yes. You look, the spiritual part is very important. The spiritual part is very, very important. So I've said it again. I will say it again. I said it before. And I'll say it again in this church. If you were married before you joined the church, or if you were married before you became a serious Christian and you never had a blessing. I will encourage you to come have a blessing. 
I'll encourage you because you still need the blessing of God. You don't have to have a wedding. Just come. We'll bless it. Hallelujah. Because it's a long journey. It has a lot of twists and turns. And if the Spirit of God does not guide you, you cannot make it. Amen. Then the next one is honor to whom honor is due. And fear. Some who have to fear them. Hallelujah. Honor to whom honor is due. Hallelujah. Honor to whom honor is due. So, some relationships deserve to be honored. Because it is the honor that gives life to the relationship. Hallelujah. Honor to whom honor is due. It means not everybody, it's not every relationship that requires honor. And I don't think, I mean, for example, for example, I mean, the Bible says honor your father and mother. The Bible never says honor your sister and your brother. Do you see what the Bible says? The Bible says, honor your father and your mother. But the Bible does not tell you to honor your sister and your brother. It's not there. So it means when it comes to your parents, you're supposed to honor them. But when it comes to your brother, I'm not responsible for you. I don't know where the message is coming from today. But the Spirit of God is moving. I am responsible for my father or my mother's well-being. But not my brother or my sister. If I help my brother or sister, it is out of my goodwill. But it's not my responsibility. I didn't bring them to this world. So it means that it means that if you are married, you know, you are married. Yes, you are. You can tell your wife you are responsible for your parents' well-being, and your wife must understand. But you are not responsible for your little sister's well-being. You are not. So, so if your wife says I don't agree, she has the right to say I don't agree. In you paying your junior, your sister's school fees, I don't agree. It's not part. Your wife, your wife, your wife has every right to say it is not our responsibility. Place is quiet. The place is quiet. Even if you come from Africa, your wife can say that I, it is not our primary responsibility to take care of your junior brother. But, but, often said, if you are also in love and you are an understanding, even though it's not your primary responsibility, because you understand and you are in love, you can say, go ahead, because love gives. Yeah. So don't say that, ah, wait, you see, I told you, we came to church, you have Reverend said, <laughs> Reverend said, we don't have to do it. No. Legally, yes. Spiritually, yes. But there's also an element of love for which we even give. You see, you see, look, there's something about a need. The Bible said that if you see your friend in need and you shut the bars of compassion in you, how dwelleth the love of God in you? 
see, there's something called the bounce of compassion. You know someone is in need and you set up that your love. You don't help. How does God's love is in you? So you know that yes, even though you are not responsible for the for your your, your little, the little brother or the little sister, but you know the person is going through some difficulty, and you said Reverend said, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> Hallelujah! Yeah, how do I let the love of God in you? But I'm trying to make the difference. When it comes to your parents, you, you, when it comes to your parents, it's not a choice. You are supposed. to. Honor. So, honor to whom? So, let, now let me briefly, let's briefly look at some relationships that deserve to be honored. Amen. Yeah. Do you love it? Say amen. Say, I will honor the right people. It's very important. I tell you. Some relationships that deserve to be honored. Number one, the first relationship that requires honor is to honor God the Father. Honor. Honor God. Hallelujah. Honor God. Honor God. See, when it comes to God, God deserves to be honored. Okay. God deserves to be honored. God deserves to be honored. That is why the Bible says that seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. Nobody ever here under the sound of my voice should put God second in their life. God does not want to be number two. God deserves to be honored. That is why anything that has God's name associated with it needs to be honored. God deserves to be honored. Because the thing about God is that if you don't honor him, he will not honor you. You see, there's something about God. If you don't respect God, God will not respect you. And I pray for you. In fact, I'm scared for you. God does not respect you. Hallelujah. What did God tell Eli? First Samuel 2.30. First Samuel 2.30. Eli said, Wherefore, the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that I said that the house and the house of thy fathers should walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, But be it far from me. For whom for for them, you see, for them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. God said, Look, if you look, he was telling so. Hey, I said you should walk before me. But because you didn't honor me, forget it. Because anybody who honors me, I will honor him. So I don't care who you are or where you come from. When it comes to God, he deserves to be honored. Hallelujah. And for God to be honored, it means how do you honor God? Put him first. Don't put God second. You see? Even the fact that God's name is God's name it's associated with something which you must respect it. I mean, I once went to a church. I think it was in Edison many years ago. And at the car park, I saw the, 
some guys smoking. And he was an usher. He was standing at the car park. Usher, the usher at the church. Then when he finished smoking, you know, he put it off. And then oh, clean his mouth. And then come inside to come and usher. Then when you feel like smoking, you go outside and smoke. And as I was watching this guy, even though it may, I, 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 I had a certain respect for him. Do you know why? He has a problem with smoking. But one thing he will not do, he will not smoke in the house of God. He wants to smoke, he won't smoke outside. And then when he finishes smoking, he comes to church. It means that so long as this is the house of God, I will not smoke there. He, obviously he had a problem with smoking. But one thing he was determined was that I will not smoke in God's house. Honor. Yeah, honor. Honor. I mean, one of the one of the one of the worst uh, is actually it, it happened. One of the worst uh, crime that ever happened when we were, when we were in high school was a boy and a girl who were fornicating. And it wasn't a fornication that was the problem. The fact that the school, it was Achimata school. This one from Achimata. It's a very bad, good school, but you know, quote, unquote, depends on where you are. It's a school. And apparently what happened was that there's a chapel in the school. So this boy and this girl were fornicating and they were fornicating behind the altar. <laughs> so so it, it wasn't the fornication that was an issue because there are a lot of fornicators in Achimota anyway. Boys are always sleeping with girls. <laughs> All those who are from Old Town, I'm preaching to you. The Prince of West College. But the only the, the, the disgusting nature was the fact where it was happening. The chapel. Because when you go to the chapel, apparently it's an open chapel and they have a big, big altar. So they were hiding behind the altar. I mean, of all the places to fornicate. I think they were suspended or sacked or dismissed. They were suspended, yeah. So, so even, even what, what disgusted the headmaster was not the fornication, but where it was happening. <laughs> you know, so, so, as for honor, there's something about God. You must honor God. Hallelujah. In fact, that is why, that is why one of the ways to honor, I'm talking, one of the ways that God expects us to honor is to pay tight. So those of you who don't pay that I'm preaching to you, it's a sign of total disrespect to God. Show the scripture. Honor the Lord with your substance. Honor the Lord. And the first fruit of all the increase. God said that when you bring me the tithe and the offering, you are honoring me. Now, I don't pay tithe because I'm angry with the pastor. Then leave the church. Because the tithe is not for the pastor. The tithe is for God. You pay tithe, it doesn't come to me at all. But you are honoring God. Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. God is supposed to be honored. And he said that if you honor me, I honor you. So if you have a habit of not paying tithe, I'm preaching to you that you are dishonoring God. And God said that if you despise me, I will also despise you. 
ask your neighbor, do you pay tight? Honor the Lord. You see, I'm preaching spirituality. You see, I'm not saying about something that it's not a baby when you pay the tight. But I don't get paid in I don't get paid for preaching. Not that it's your tight comes to me, but it is a spiritual thing. I pay tight myself. I pay tight myself. Check, check. Ask, I can't tell you that. What's Ask them. I pay tight every man, me. And I've been paying tight since I was a student because I believe in that principle, honor the Lord. I've been paying tight since I was a student. My wife can confirm. My wife was the first treasure of the church before I married her. I said, when I wasn't paying tight. And God has blessed me. There's a blessing. So don't have an attitude of being a non-paying, a dishonoring Christian. Whereas God will also dishonor you. Hallelujah. And your behavior in the house of God. You see, honor God. It means that so long, you see, you imagine you go to the White House. You are talking to Joe Biden. And as Joe Biden is talking to you, you are checking WhatsApp. Preaching to you. Joe Biden is talking to you and you are checking what? WhatsApp. Shaking their head. Can you be, can, how much disrespect to that? And if you cannot do that to a human being, a president, somebody that people have elected, you can't do in his presence. How much more, how much more you want to do that in the presence of the most high God? You are in church, the house of God, the preaching is going on, and you are doing what's up. I'm talking about honorings. You see, we have never talked about all these things. Hallelujah. We must honor God. Once it has the name of God, look. Even nations that do well, nations that do well are nations that respect the church. Any country that the laws does not favor the church, the country doesn't do well. Check your history. As somewhere as America is, when it comes to the church, they respect the church. So a lot of a lot of the laws in this land favors the church. Until recently, some people are trying to be some way. Hallelujah. So let's honor God. Hallelujah. Number two. Let's honor Jesus Christ. Let us honor the Savior. Let's honor Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Honor. Honor Jesus Christ. Let's honor him. Let's honor the Savior. I'm preaching to you a, a spiritual message. Because as for honor, when you honor, you will honor. Let us honor Jesus Christ. He died for us. He shed his blood for us. Let us honor him. Let us be grateful. Let us be grateful for what he did for us on Calvary. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Let me tell you something. I don't know whether there's anybody here who is, who is not a sinner. Is there anybody here like that? Is there anybody here who has not lied before? As Bishop always does at the crusade. If you have, if you have lied before, raise your hand. 
I'm asking the question. If you have lied before, raise your hand. You see? You know, please, have you seen? Have you all this front row? Have you, please, have you, have you seen the, the, the ladies wearing yellow? These are lady pastors, oh. These are lady pastors. And I can't believe that every Francesca has lied before. Hey! Are you shocked, Reverend Derek? That this holy lady. Ask, ask for my wife, I didn't see. <laughs> I did not see no. So, Loretta, if your lady pastors have lied before, then your line is not a problem. <laughs> because the people who are counseling you, they have all lied before. So, what's the big deal? <laughs> How many have been jealous before? Jealous. Oh, I'm surprised. Rosemary, I'm surprised you've been jealous before. Hey! So, what I'm saying is that our sins are many. And the Bible said the wages of sin is death. So, God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us on the cross. So, we have to be grateful and honor Him. Honor. Hallelujah. Now, I say when it comes to honoring God, your substance, how, how do you honor Jesus Christ? Or what or what what behavior honors Christ? Matthew chapter 10, verse 40. Matthew 10 40. Quickly, please, my brother. This is Jesus Christ. The, he that receiveth you, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Jesus Christ said that he that receiveth you, receives me. And he that receives me, received the one who sent me. So God sent Christ. And Christ sent his pastors, his messengers. So Jesus Christ said, when you receive my pastor, when you receive my messenger, which is the pastor, my servant, you are honoring me. It's very simple. He that, in other words, he that receiveth you, receiveth me. So if somebody comes in the name of the Lord and you receive the person because you are receiving the, like as I'm preaching to you, you are receiving not because I'm a doctor, not because I'm a husband, but because I'm a pastor. If the reason for receiving me is because I'm a pastor, then you are honoring Christ. Of course, the reverse is true. It means if you don't receive me, and you criticize me, and you complain, and you talk about me, you are talking about, and, and I'm representing Christ, then you are talking about Christ. To those of you who have a tendency to gossip about pastors, talk to pastors in your houses, and, and how do I know you talk to pastors in your house? Because your children say it. Thank God for the children. I thank God for the children. Because the children are honest. I'm preaching to you. You think I have it? I've heard. Your children say it. And the reason why your children sin was they are confused. Because they cannot align your behavior to, to the way you talk about the pastor at home and the way you behave in church. The, your children are confused. 
Your children, your, your children cannot align it. Because at home, you have criticized this person so much. Then at church, you are behaving so your children are confused. So be careful. Hallelujah. You see, and I will have a very good advice for you. You see, when it comes to, you see, if you have nothing good to say about a pastor or a church, say nothing. Hallelujah. Because the, because the release of the serpents, okay, the release of the serpents, the snakes, the evil things, the harm things, the dangerous things, it came upon the children of Israel as they criticized Moses. So what you don't know is that as you are criticizing the pastor, you are talking about the pastor, you are inviting evil spirit into your home. That's why your children are becoming wayward. That's why your marriage is becoming wayward. That's why your, your finances are going down. Because you have opened your house to evil spirits. So, look, it's better to keep quiet. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6 to 9. 1 Corinthians 10, 6-9. Look at this verse. He said, now these, things were, now these things were our examples to the intent that we should not last after evil things as they also lasted. Neither be idolaters as they were some of them, as it is written. The people sat down and eat and wrote and play and play. Okay. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us, neither let us tempt Christ Tempt who? Tempt who? As some of them also tempted. And were what? I'm sure. Who are we tempting? Who were they tempting? I said, who were they tempting? And what was the result of tempting Christ? So somebody will say that, ah, so what does it mean? I mean? How did they tempt Christ? We know that they were destroyed by serpents because they tempted Christ. Now, where did this thing happen? This serpent, where did it happen? Go to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 25, 21. Numbers 21, verse 5 to 7. Numbers 21. Numbers 21, from verse 5. And the people speak against God. And against who? Against who? Was Moses Christ? Wherefore have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water. And our soul loaded to this light bread. Next verse. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people. And they, and, and they beat the people and much of the people of Israel died. So what we saw in Corinthians as tempting Christ was what we were doing here. The Bible said they tempted Christ, so they got serpents. And the Bible, we went back to the Old Testament. So how did they tempt Christ? By criticizing Moses. So you tempt Christ when you criticize the pastor. So if you don't want anaconda and cobras in your house, I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching a spiritual message to you. Look, if you don't want anacondas and cobras in your house, shut your mouth up. 
This is what opened up the serpent. And for that matter, any pastor on TV, look, if somebody is preaching and you don't like it, don't watch it. Turn it off and go and watch Golf Channel. Watch cartoons. Watch, watch Mickey Mouse. Lonely Tunes. Uh, the one with the, the, uh, Tom and Jerry, the cat and the, you know. You are better off watching Tom and Jerry than to criticize somebody preaching on TV. Hallelujah. So you, you honor Christ when you receive his servants. Amen. Number two. How do you honor Jesus Christ? Matthew chapter 25 verse 40. Matthew 25 40. Matthew. Once again, these are the words of Jesus Christ. If you have a good Bible, these things are in red. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done this unto one of this list, you have, uh, uh, you have done to one of my brethren, you have done it unto me. The king will say, Because you did one of this to the list of my brethren. You have done it, don't you? That's what the king will say. Do you understand? Jesus will say that because you did this for this sister, you have done it to me. Jesus will say because you did it for this brother, you have done it to me. So how do you honor Christ? By honoring the brethren. By treating the brethren well. In other words, in other words, if you are a Christian brother, and you mistreat another Christian brother, you are mistreating Christ. You say, because you have done it to them, you have done it to me. Yeah? Church is quiet. So those of you who are here, you don't talk to somebody. It's Christ. I can't stand him at all. It's Christ. stand here at all. It's Christ. Oh, he can go to hell. You are telling Christ to go to hell. <laughs> I once told a husband, that look, I mean, he was treating the wife so badly. So, at the point, all my counseling was finished. I didn't even know what to say anymore. So my last counsel was that, look, why don't you take her as a Christian sister? Will you do that same thing to a Christian sister? That's all. Let's take her as a Christian sister. Take her, take her as another sister in the church. Because I see that when you come to church, the way you hold the sister's bags, you open the door for them, just treat her like another sister. Hallelujah. And another and the third thing is be careful about criticizing the church. That was what you see, that was what Jesus Christ told Paul on the road to Damascus. He was going to persecute the church. And Jesus said, So so, why persecuted thou me? Not the church. You think you are criticizing the church? No, you are criticizing me. the church. No, you're talking about me. And he told him and, and Jesus told him it is hard 
to kick against the pricks. One of the institutions that is very difficult to criticize is the church. You do it to your own head. Hallelujah. So let's honor Christ by, on, by honoring the brethren. Hallelujah. And the next relationship to honor. The next relationship to honor is the, to honor the Holy Spirit. Let's honor the Holy Spirit. Let's honor the Holy Spirit. Let's honor the Holy Spirit. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 29. Hebrews 10 29. Of how much surer punishment suppose ye shall, ye shall be though where though uh, shall be thought worthy who had trodden under foot the son of God and had counted the blood of the covenant where it was sanctified an unholy thing and had done despite unto the spirit of grace the Holy Spirit look let me count down look one thing you have to be careful is the Holy Spirit that's why this man I've taught us to pray about the Holy Spirit okay the Holy Spirit the Spirit of God Bible, Jesus said that it is better that I go. And that when I go, I'll send you the comforter. So the God that we have now is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And we must learn to honor the Holy Spirit. We must learn to respect the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. How do you honor the Holy Spirit? You see, you see, you see that despite the spirit of grace. How do you, you see? The Bible said that every sin that man sins shall be forgiven but not against the Holy Spirit. There's only one sin that will never be forgiven. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you in a brief sometimes the way we dishonor the Holy Spirit. You see, the way we dishonor the Holy Spirit is when you despise the anointing. The gloves. You despise the anointing. You don't respect the anointing. You despise the anointing. Yeah. That's, that's the Spirit of God is moving and you are mocking. The Spirit of God is moving and you are laughing. The Spirit of God is moving and you are criticizing. Look, let's be careful about the anointing. Let's be careful about the Holy Spirit. miracles and you see and he said and, and the people said he does this miracle by Beelzebub the prince of darkness find that scripture for me and Jesus said, Jesus said what what any sin can be forgiven but the sin against the Holy Spirit cannot be pardoned because the sin against the Holy Spirit was that they were criticizing the miracles. So those of us who have a tendency to criticize miracles, if you don't believe in it, shut up. Somebody is doing something supernatural and you say he's using black magic. 
Were you there when you went for the black magic? Be very careful. Yes, we've shown that scripture. What is it? You see, and if by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. Continue. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Huh? 24. Go to 24, yes. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow that not cast out devils, but by Bezalel, the prince of devils. And Jesus said, Every kingdom of I understand. Third one, third one, third one, third one. But you, you see, you see the account. It was all about the miracles. Nora, do you understand? And people were talking about, no, this is some occultic power. It is some supernatural, something evil that he's doing. So just said, be careful. Be very careful. Okay? Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost are you reading the scriptures? And this was the, so I'm trying to give you the background. The background was miracles. Because some of us have a tendency to criticize miracles. Oh, it's not true. It's fake. If you don't believe it, keep it to yourself. Let those who believe in it walk in it. I believe in miracles. I personally believe in miracles. I believe in the healing power. I believe in the salvation. Hallelujah. I believe in speaking in tongues. I believe in laying of hands. I believe in casting out demons. And yes, I have cast out demons before. I have. I have actually cast out demons before. If you have not seen before, just keep quiet. Once, I was, once there was a service, I was praying. Then somebody began to manifest. Very evil. Very demonic. So, of course, the prayer warriors tried to pray for the person. They couldn't. So after church, they came to arrive. That's a situation. Come. I had three prayer warriors who are holding this girl in my hand in the back room. So when I went there, by the grace of God, I started praying and laying hands on her. And I exposed her. And I asked, What is your name? Then the girl to, to, began to tell me the spirit that was breathing. It was the spirit from a river in Guinea. What are you talking about? You don't believe in miracles. So. She mentioned the name of a river in Guinea. That's when I came. Where did you come in? So by the grace of God, we cast out the power. And suddenly she was saying, everything became normal. I'm telling you. So if you don't believe in miracles, just shut up, okay? Don't criticize the Holy Spirit. Look, I believe in laying of hands. I believe in speaking in tongues. I believe in binding demons. Hallelujah. I believe in it. I believe in them fully. So let's be careful not to criticize the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't be funny. Respect the anointing. Look, I'll tell you one more thing. You see, a higher level of anointing. You must grow in your spirituality to the point that you respect the anointing no matter on whom it is. 
you may not like the person per se, or the person may have his faults, but because of the anointing, you respect it. Hallelujah. Because at the end of the day, you didn't give the anointing. It was God who gave the anointing. And God has, you, yes, the person has faults, the person has mistakes, but God has still decided to keep the anointing upon the person. Yes. Respect the anointing. You see, when David died, okay, one of the things they said about David is that this, this, one of the things that was said about David, of course, was that the sweet psalms, the anointed. David was described as the sweet psalms and the anointed of God. David. But David had a lot of faults. David had a lot of mistakes. David, David, look, Nora, David was no easy. I want to say easy. David, David and woman. David and woman. David. I mean, I'm talking about somebody that the Bible said when he died, you know, like medically, when somebody dies, in the hospital, when somebody dies, you, you, you put yourself no heart activity, no chest, no, 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 no breathing, the people are fixed. Then you certify him dead. That's how we certify dead in the hospital. This is how we said that. No, no heart. People are dilated, no brain. You say certified dead. You know, you know how they certified David dead? <laughs> I should tell you. Do you know that how they certified David was dead? The Bible said when they went to his room, he was not moving. So they were not sure. So they sent a young lady. <laughs> To go and lie by his side. So, and they left. So, later when they came back and they asked the girl, did he touch you? The girl said, no, so he's dead. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> they said, he didn't touch you. He didn't touch your breast. That is all. He did not. So, then he's dead. That's the only way they satisfied the guy was dead. <laughs> I mean, what, what a death certification. <laughs> That's how they said he was dead. But in spite of that, he was called the Lord's anointed. The sweet psalms. Because David had this that I'm sharing with you. That it does not matter who is involved. Once the person is anointed, because of the anointing, I respect it. Why do I say to Duffy, Saul was anointed to be king. Saul had a lot of faults. But every time that they talk, they say, I will not touch him. And the reason I will not touch him, not because he's a, a good or a bad man, but because the anointing is on him. So I respect the anointing. So no wonder, because he had a certain respect for the anointing, he himself became anointed. Because as for things that you fight, you will never get it. Anything you fight, you won't get it. Anything you fight, you won't get it. You fight against rich people, you'll never be rich. I'm preaching to you. Every rich man is a bad person. Then you will not be rich. Every rich man is a thief. Then you will not be thief. Because God delivers you from your enemies. You fight it against married people. You will never be married. You want it? You, you fight against anointing. You will never be anointed. Hallelujah. Yes, so let's honor the Holy Spirit. By respecting the anointing. Amen. 
I think my time is almost up, but the few more relationships I want to, then another thing to honor is honor your parents. That one's in the Bible. That one's for you, people. Honor your parents, okay? I'll talk about it Just honor your parents. Honor your parents. The Bible says you should honor them. Efficiency. Just honor them. Hallelujah. Yeah, honor them. Honor your parents. That's all. Just honor them. <laughs> you see, that verse, eh? Ephesians 6 2 3. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. So, <laughs> I don't know how, I, I can't go, you all understand this verse. It means, it's a simple logic. If you want to live long on earth, then honor your father and your mother. On earth, so long as you're on earth. Maybe if you move to Mars, you don't have to honor them. But on earth. That's all. See, and here, anybody who's a father figure, sometimes your father is not only a biological father. Sometimes your uncle who raised you. Sometimes a man of God who shepherded you. A pastor, a shepherd. Somebody was a father to you. So honor them. Hallelujah. So honor your father and your mother. Any, <laughs> every time I preach about this verse, uh, the, the, the woman will remind you, you say your father and your mother. So honor your mother as well. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. So we'll talk about honor God, honor the Jesus Christ, honor the Holy Spirit, honor who? Your parents. Next one to honor is honor your prophets. I'll go into deep on that one. Honor your prophets. Honor your prophets. I'll talk more about it. You see, when it comes to a prophet, one of the, the Bible said that Jesus went to his hometown and there he could do no miracles because they despise him. So when it comes to a prophet, the only way you can benefit from what is in a prophet is if you honor. That's why I say that honor give, honor give birth to relationships. A prophet may be very anointed, but because you don't honor, you will not receive it. Yes. Yeah. There, in his whole hometown, in his hometown, there he could do no miracles. Because they didn't honor it. You have to honor a prophet for you to benefit from it. Next time we'll go more into this. How to honor a prophet. Hallelujah. And then the next person to honor is your pastor. Yeah. Honor your pastor. Hallelujah. Yeah, honor your pastor. Yep. First Timothy 5.17. First Timothy 5.17. Honor your pastor. <coughs> Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. They who labor in the what? They labor in the what? So as you will come and show this teaching of the word of God and doctrine, the person deserves to be on it. Hallelujah. So honor your pastor. It's in the Bible. Anybody who is laboring to you in the word of God, as I'm feeding your spirit. As I'm preaching to you, you must learn to honor the pastor, whoever your pastor is. Honor him. Hallelujah. Yes. Honor him. Yes. 
Hebrews 13, 17. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls that as, as that they must give account that they may give it with joy and not with grief for it is unprofitable to you. This is the verse. Obey them. Obey them. In other words, the Bible is saying that your pastor or your pastor has a rule over spiritually and he must give account of you. So honor him. Don't give your pastor grief. The reason being so that he, so that they may so that when they have to give an account of you, they may give it with joy. So if you are somebody who, when your pastor thinks about you, he's annoyed. It's not a good thing. Honor. If you are somebody, anytime your pastor thinks about you, he's sad. It's not a good thing. That is why it begins by obey them. By the grace of God, I've been a pastor for a while. And I can say without all malice or without all hypocrisy. Every time I'm talking to somebody or I'm counseling somebody, I say it from the best of my heart. So it is a shame. And to your own head, when you think that I am saying something because I don't like you, that's a mistake. It's a mistake. And all my counselings, God crossed my heart, has come from a genuine heart. It may, it may not be right, but it's genuine. So when you think that, oh, he doesn't like me, then you have made a mistake. Hallelujah. Obey them. Obey them. So that, yes. Obey them. Honor. Because, you see, at the end of the day, you pray to God. That God, show me the way to go. God, help me. God direct me. And God said that I will give you pastors after my own heart who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. It means that the pastor's preaching, the pastor's counseling, the pastor's teaching is an answer to your prayer. But sometimes because the preaching and the counseling does not line up with your thoughts. That's, that's why you say, oh, this one, like Bishop always says, when I told you that God, what, what, like Bishop always says, when I married you, and I said what God had put together, no man should put aside that. That one, you believe it was God putting you together. But when I told you that don't do this, you say, I'm a man. This, which one? This one? <laughs> yeah, I'm a man. That's why I'm saying that. If I were a woman, I wouldn't say that. When I was blessing you, that one, it was God. But when I'm counseling you, that one, I'm a man. Let's honor. And, 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 the, and the way to honor your pastor, your teacher, your prophet, is very simple. Galatians 6. 6. Just in case you, how do you honor your pastor? Galatians 6. 6. It's up to you whether you want to do it or not. But let's, let's look at this and continue. Let him that is taught in the, let him that is taught in the word. In other words, you have been taught in the word. You the congregation. You the church members. Communicate unto him that teacher, which is the pastor in all good things. Gabby, do you get it? You who is being preached to, okay, must communicate to the pastor or the teacher or the prophet all good things. So whatever is good, that's what you communicate back to him. Hallelujah. 
So when we say honor your prophet, it means that and Bishop Black is our prophet. It means that from time to time we must honor him with a good thing. And I think a dollar is a good thing. Put your hand together for me. Let's honor him. Not because he needs it. Or even the pastor, not because I need it, but it's a good thing. Hallelujah. We'll end on that one. <laughs> and then final, final relationship. That deserves honor. So we talk, how many have we talked we talk about? God? Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, your parents, your prophet, your pastor, and then the last relationship that deserves honor, and we close today, is that you must honor your husband. I'm preaching, Fred. That's the closing part. The last relationship that deserves to be honored is what? Honor your husband. I shouldn't go there. Yes. Honor who? Your husband. The Bible said that the husband is the head. Wives, submit unto your own husbands. Ask unto. Wives, submit. If you listen to me, if you want to give life to your marriage, honor your husband. And every husband deserves to be honored, whether he's great or small, he deserves to be honored. Short or tall, slim or fat, a husband deserves to be what? Honored. If you don't want to marry, start destroying your husband. I'm preaching. Husband, yes, you should learn. Honor your husband, yeah. I once had a lady in the church who, after church, when, when we were at uh, this, it was this work church when we were at um, Kabu's place. No, 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 here, yeah, um, Muhammad Ali, this same church. I preach powerfully like I usually do. <laughs> Put your hands together. I don't I preach powerfully. <laughs> like I usually do. Michelle, I preach powerfully. Then after church, this lady came. Oh, Reverend. Oh, Reverend. I'm so blessed. Reverend, what a message. Reverend, can I, can I get you something to drink? Then, then she took, she took the, the, the drink. I had a drink, but then she wiped with the tissue. Oh, Reverend. Then I took the drink. Then her husband was standing here. <laughs> then the husband, I think, said, Oh. We have to, like, oh. We have to go or something. What was genuine? She looked at the husband. I said, Hey! You are sitting in front of me. Oh, Reverend. Oh, Reverend. This is how you treat your husband? No. The honor should be him, not me. You respect me as a pastor, but honor your husband. If you can bend down and serve me with water, bend down and serve me with water too. Hey! If you can look at me and say that, Oh, Reverend.
children, thank you very much. I'm so blessed. You must kneel down across and say, Oh, Samuel, thank you so much. Honor hey! oh, your husband. That's what it means. That's what it means. It means honor. If you can, yes, you, are, you should change. If you want to give life. Because every husband deserves to be honored. Honor. Yes. If you can look at me, Reverend, can I get you anything? You should be able to say, Samuel, can I get you? <laughs> and you, my, my, my cousin, you are laughing. You should be able to look at Lou and say, Lou, can I get you anything? <laughs> <laughs> not that, not that. Uh, Lou, the food is in the microwave. Go <laughs> Honor, honor. So, so, young ones here, listen to me carefully. If you cannot submit to him, if you cannot honor him, don't marry him because it requires honor. I'm not saying marry him by all means, but if you decide to marry, then it, the package comes with honoring. Well noted. In Esther chapter 1 verse 17, I'll show you an important scripture. In Esther 1 17, the book of Esther, Esther 1 17. For this deed of the queen, this was talking about Vashti, for this, for this deed of the queen shall come abroad unto all women so that they shall despise their husbands in their eyes. When it shall be reported, the king Azazerius commanded Vashti the queen to be brought in before him, but she came out. She came out. So the next verse. Likewise, shall the ladies of Persia and Media say this day unto all the king's princes which have heard of the deed of the king, thus shall there arise too much content and rise. So, what should be done? If it please the king, let there go a royal commandment from him. And let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes that it not be altered, that Vashti came not before the king, Ahasuerus, and let the king give her royal estate unto another that is better than she. What did Vashti do? What did Vashti do? Her husband called her to come. He said, I'm coming. Her husband, look, to be honest with you, the husband had guests. Foreigners have come. And she called and said, I'm coming. I'm busy. Listen, you can call me at any time. Like, my wife told the husband, I'm not your daughter. You can't command me. I'm coming. Now, I'm coming. 
I'm, I'm not your slave girl. I mean, I children here. Why, 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 why lady I told you to her husband? This open and close, I'm tired. <laughs> every day open, every day close. I'm tired of open and close. If you can't do open and close, don't marry. <laughs> I'm coming. That's what she said. I'm coming. Then the, then the leader said, that, listen, this thing that she has done, if, if we don't deal with it, it will cause trouble. It can cause trouble in the whole region. Because if people hear that the king called the queen and the queen refused to come, it can be a problem. Because some presidents are very bad. So the Bible said, they said, listen, pack her on the side. Pack her on the side. And let us find one who is better. Because what you don't know is that there's somebody better than you on the touchline. All the time. And of course, Esther was better. Why do I say so? Anita, Esther, the king says jump, she jump. The king says fast, the king says fast, she fast. The king says, Esther was better. Because every man, big or small, deserves to be honored. So if you cannot honor, don't say I do. If you say I do, it comes with honor. If you can, then you do. How do you honor everybody? I'll give you a simple rule of honoring. Simple honor. You honor by what you say to what you do. Yeah. A sign that you honor anybody is what you say and what you do. That's all. That's all. That's all. It's a simple rule. It's what you say about the person or what you do for the person that tells you whether you honor the person or not. That's all. That's honor. It's nothing, it's nothing big. It's basically what you say or what you do. Hallelujah. Psalm 71 verse 8. Psalm 71 verse 8. Psalm 71 verse 8. What you say, what you do. What did he say? He said, let my mouth be filled with what? And with thy what? Let my mouth be filled with what? And what? What? So, whether you honor or not, it comes from your mouth. In other words, in other words, in other words, when you honor somebody, you will not back mouth the person. Especially in his absence. There is there's nobody that you honor. That you will say bad things about them in the absence. A sign that you honor. So if you honor this church, you will not say bad things about the church in, that, in my absence. There is a saying in some part of the world, I think, I think uh, among a certain tribe in Ghana called the Ashantis, they have a saying that nobody points to their father's village with their left hand. 
that once it's your father's village, you must respect it with your right hand. Because pointing to your left hand is a sign that you don't respect it. So you honor by what you say and what you do. You say, let my mouth be filled with thy praise and thy honor all day. You honor by what you say. You honor by what you say. The sign that you honor somebody is by what you say in his absence. That is why by the grace of God, I have never bad-mouthed Bishop Dagomis any day. He's my classmate, he's my friend, but I've never said a bad thing about him in his absence. Because I honor him. Yeah. What you say reflects your honor. And I'm coming home. So if you are always saying bad things about your wife, you are dishonoring her. I'm saying it to you. Everybody in the neighborhood knows how bad your wife is. Shame on you. You are a bushman. That is why I like a particular wife. Because this particular wife, somebody called her to say bad things about her husband. Thinking that she will agree with the person. She was angry. said, let this be the last time you talk about my husband that way to me. He told the person, let it be your last time that you pick up a phone and talk about my husband to me that way. If you don't respect your husband, keep to yourself. But me, I honor my husband. What you say and what you do. You are dishonoring your wife when you are criticizing her to everybody. In the same way you are dishonoring your husband when you are criticizing him to anybody. If you have a problem, the Bible says that in the multitude of counselors, the safety, the people you have to talk to are counselors. Not everybody is a counselor. I think my time is up. Let's rise up. We'll continue next week. Please stand. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Kali Amazon. I want us to pray again. We started by praying for the Holy Spirit. Let us pray the Holy Spirit have mercy on me. May I honor the Holy Spirit? May I honor the Holy Spirit? Everybody pray in tongues. If you can pray in tongues, I was praying your understanding. Let's honor the Holy Spirit. Mashakata. Let the Holy Spirit let me honor. As you honor the Holy Spirit, you receive an anointing. You will receive miracles. You will receive breakthrough because you honor the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. He said that you should honor the Holy Spirit. Let's honor Him. Let's honor Him, O God, for He's our help. As we honor the Holy Spirit, He will He will anoint you. He will anoint you. He will bless you with miracles. He will bless you with miracles. And also ask for forgiveness. If you are speaking again, if you have ever spoken about a pastor, a man of God, ask for forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we honor you. We honor the presence of God. We honor the spirit of God. We honor the presence of God. We honor the anointing. We honor, we honor the miracles. 
We honor the miracles. We honor the power. Yes, Lord. Oh, glory. Yes, Lord. To you. Oh, sing our Holy Spirit of God. Let's honor the Father. Let's honor the Son. Oh, glory. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Holy Father, yes, Lord. We worship you, precious Jesus, our Savior. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We wait on you. Holy Spirit, we wait on you. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we wait on you, Lord. We Holy Spirit, we wait on you, Lord. Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, we wait on you, our God. We wait on oh. you for fire. says in the book of Acts when they met in the upper room and they gathered in the upper room with one accord there came the sound of the rushing of a mighty wind and the Bible said that and the Holy Spirit came as tongues of fire on each one Everybody received their own tongues of fire. Every head received. The Bible said the Spirit settled on them individually. Everybody had the tongues of fire. Everybody on their own head received their own anointing. This afternoon, before I leave here, why don't you place your hand on your head? We'll pray for your anointing. You shall receive your anointing. Oh, yes. You shall receive your fire. Oh, yes. You shall receive your fire. It's an individual anointing. It's an individual fire. Put your hand on your head and let's pray. Pray for your individual anointing. Your personal fire. Your personal anointing. Your personal anointing. Your personal anointing. Put your hand on your head and pray the whole. May I receive my personal anointing? May I receive my personal fire? May I receive my personal Holy Spirit? Thank you. Listen, with a hand on your head, Father, I stand as your servant, just as it was in the day of Pentecost. 
Bible said the spirit came like the rushing of a mighty wind. This afternoon, as we gather and walk, let the spirit come, let the anointing flow. May each and every one receive their own anointing in Jesus' name. The spirit of wisdom and the spirit of might in Jesus' name. And let the saints say, Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Finally, with every eye closed, before we sit down, before we sit down, you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The Bible says, What shall it profit a man? If you gain the whole world and loses your soul. Or what shall a man give in exchange of his soul? This Sunday afternoon, I present to you the Savior, Jesus Christ. So if you are not a Christian, or you, or you may be going to church, but you are not really sure about being born again, then I want you to pray this prayer with me. For this is the reason why God sent his son to die for you and I. So if you are not born again, you don't know Jesus Christ, wherever you are, whether you are in this church, physically, or you're on Facebook, or you're on Zoom, wherever you are, just lift up your hand and we'll pray. Thank you. God bless you. I see your hand. Let your hand go up. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. You are not born again. No, don't be shy at all. Let your hand go up. You want to, be, you want to give your life to Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. I'm serious. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Yes. God is waiting. The Spirit of God is waiting. Thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for the Spirit of God. Let your hand go up. Don't be shy about it at all. Thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Now say this after me. Heavenly Father, this Sunday afternoon, this Sunday afternoon I, come as a sinner. I come as a sinner. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I want to be a child of God. I want to be a child of God. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. God has saved you. Put your hands together for the Lord and be seated. Please be seated and let's get ready for communion. Let's get ready for the blood. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.